Welcome to Harbor Speaks. Election time for the city of Los Angeles is just one year away. Today we are going to be talking with Joe Busciano, who is running for mayor, and he's going to tell us his views on ways he wants to improve the city of Los Angeles. I'm Mike Herrera. For 40 years, I've worked in the nonprofit field, and during this time, I've noticed there are hundreds of nonprofits, organizations, and individuals making a positive difference in their community. My mission is twofold to inform the communities of these organizations and to recruit help for these organizations. We're going to take a short break, but when we return, we'll be talking with Joe Busciano, candidate for the mayor of Los Angeles. We'll be right back. Not a candy man, I don't sugarcoat nothing. Extra cash come in handy. Good thing we saved up extra before we ran away from home. We gotta go. Welcome back, everyone. We're here with Joe Busciano, the LA City Councilman of the 15th District, and he'll be running for Mayor of the City of Los Angeles. Great to have you here, Joe. Thanks, Mike, for having me. I'm really glad you're here. We're going to talk about your campaign, but first I want to talk about you. And can you tell me a little bit about your experience? Of course. Of course, Mike. I feel like I'm here at a family dinner table. Uh, Let me first recognize the work that you've done. 40 plus years serving the Wilmington community with various nonprofits. I'm just so grateful. And I speak, I know, on behalf of the Harbor Area community for recognizing your efforts to improve the quality of lives for everyone in our Harbor Area. Just know you are well-respected and we thank you for allowing us to have this Harbor Speaks platform to uh, give an opportunity for community members, executive directors, nonprofits to come to you and candidates for running for office to come to you to, to speak about the importance of service to our communities. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. So yeah, just a little, a little bit about myself as you know, born and raised in San Pedro and my, my mom and dad immigrated from Italy in the late 60s. My dad was a commercial fisherman. My mom worked the canneries and they would come home smelling like fish and that was... <laughs> They, 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 we, that was a smell of money, as they told my, my two sisters and I. You know, my mom and dad uh, really instilled uh, in my sisters and I the importance of, of faith, of fa- family, of service, of doing good, uh, you know, following the law, uh, being kind and loving to others. As, um, as you know, I, when we talk about service, it was important for me to serve my, my city as a police officer, entered the uh, L.A. Police Department in November of 1996. And prior to that, went to school at LA Harbor College, go, go Seahawks, and, and then finished my four-year degree, a Bachelor of Arts degree. Went to UCLA and I couldn't get into the communications program. So I went over to Cal State Dominguez Hills, go Toros, and finished my degree there under communications with an emphasis in public affairs. Going back to my years of service with the LAPD, I had blessed 15 years working as a senior lead officer here in Harbor area, eight of those 15 years working with neighborhood watch groups, business watch groups, of course, our CPAB members, community relations, patrolled Wilmington, uh, and working with my partner, senior lead officers. I was assigned to San Pedro and the southern tip of San Pedro as its senior lead officer. One of the most rewarding positions any police officer can have. Even prior to that, going through college, I worked for the Department of Recreation and Parks. And you see my love for our parks. I started 18 years old as a recreation assistant in my local park at Bogdanovich Park. And there I met 
some amazing people and the parks will do just that. It'll connect people. And, you know, that was my commitment to the city service. It really as a senior lead officer, the importance of really making sure people feel safe and addressing their, their quality of life concerns. Whether it was, you know, making sure a tree, a, a tree was trimmed that was blocking a, a light pole or a street was paved, or a sidewalk that was cracked, or a gang member that was causing problems in the neighborhood, or, or dealing with homelessness. And those were the issues that I dealt with as a senior lead officer to the point where, as you know, I ran for city council and Janice Hahn went off to Congress and served to this day as a, as a council member for the past nearly 10 years. My goodness, it's been 10 years, Mike. I think, you know, Facebook memories will pop up. And I sent a message to uh, my son, daughter, and my wife, it's like this 10 years, we found out that, you know, we, I was elected 10 years ago yesterday, uh, January 18th. And these past 10 years, I, I've learned in the police department that if you want a promotion, you've got to prove that you, you qualify for a promotion based on your past action. Uh, I feel that the work that we've done in improving quality of life, and quite frankly, I mean, there's there's also been challenges, of course, dealing with the bureaucracy of city government. But if you look at what's been done from Watts down to the waterfront, you know, we're talking about key issues that we actually addressed head on and weren't afraid to address head on from economic development, from Watts down to Wilmington and to San Pedro and Harbor Gateway, Harbor City, and supporting our local nonprofits and do the work that we do, expanding on our green spaces, adding parks, adding skate parks. And the beauty of local government, as we all know, is that it happens on the ground. And not only my experience on the ground as a police officer working throughout the city for you know 15 years, as I mentioned, but also on the ground as a council member working with a dedicated team alongside community members to really affect change. From Jordan Downs, doubling the footprint of public housing, affordable housing, without displacing anyone. And even there in Watts, bringing in a quality commercial zone that brought in a Nike flagship store, a quality grocery store, a smart and final there. If you go to Freedom Plaza today, adjacent to the new Jordan Downs, you'll find these amenities with the Habit Burger and a quality, you know, we have a Starbucks, not only a Starbucks, but also it's a, it's a regional training site there, a Ross creating jobs. And then that commercial property there, you're actually, we have 80% of residents that work there. And we're proud of that. We've done a lot of work in Wilmington on Avalon, bringing in quality green space. Today, city council, I joined the memory of Steve, uh, Susan Ogle, who ran the drone barracks for many years. And I mentioned during recognizing her years of service to Wilmington is we created a pocket park right across from Drum Barracks. She was helpful with the design of that uh, that pocket park that reflected the history of the Drum Barracks there. My, my kids call that Campbell Park. Yes, that's right. You see the candles there, right? Um, so yeah, and, the, and, and then breaking ground finally in the Wilmington waterfront that's been talked about for many years. And of course, the San Pedro waterfront is finally taking shape, moving also on the redevelopment of Rancho San Pedro. You know, these are all big ticket items that have been discussed for decades, and we finally are moving on them and not only breaking ground, but you're seeing it come to life. Oh, also, the um, Wilmington, the Town Square Park. Uh, that we're really proud of the the amazing work that's been done there with the community members, and that's going to be the epicenter of everything art, culture, entertainment for Wilmington. With working with the Wilmington Arts 
and Cultural Alliance, amazing people there, Wilmingtonians who are giving back to the community. And that's something that we're really proud of, aside from other wins in dealing with the, the number one crisis in front of us is, is homelessness and street encampment. And we've been really blessed to talk about like past successes of community. You know, you need bold action as it relates to making sure people are not sleeping on the sidewalk. And we said yes to solutions from all five communities that I represent. But we've also made a commitment that if we say yes to solutions, that we will have safe and clean and clear sidewalks and alleys. And that's something that we committed to, made that promise, kept that promise. And now if you come to the Harbor area, it's been a model for how to address homelessness throughout the city. You have seen drastic improvements from the alley behind the Wilmington Municipal Building to Beacon Street to Lamita McCoy. It's because we've said yes to solutions, but we've also held people accountable by giving them a choice that, listen, you can't use a sidewalk as your home if you have a safer place to go. So we've been able to provide safe places for people to go. I Absolutely. At the grand opening of the Harbor College homeless encampment there. Yes, the tiny home village here across from Harbor College. Um, yet another example of saying yes to solutions, but making sure that our side sidewalks and alleys or streets are clear and safe of dangerous encampments. Because I can tell you, based on my experience as a police officer, encampments pose a, bu- a public safety danger. We were the only council district in the city during the pandemic that were actually cleaning encampments, connecting people to housing, to the um, opposition of these so-called advocates who were protesting our, my home, who were protesting the cleaning of these sites while we're connecting people to services. But we owe it to both those who are homeless and those who are not, who have been affected by the dangerous encampments in our community. So we're really proud to lead in that effort. You know, with this COVID and homelessness going on, you have done some great things with the 15th district, but now it looks like you're going into being the mayor of the city. It would be a almost 15 times as large yeah. as you're doing because there's 15 districts. What are some of the most pressing needs with the whole city? Well, what we see every single day and what we hear in the news is homelessness and crime. Uh, and I, I'm the best candidate suited to address both issues based on my background, my, my knowledge, and my ability to speak truth to the issue and get things done. With homelessness, something that I differed from my colleagues on the city council is that not moving on, you know, consequences. When people are given a choice, people are given a safer place to go. The sidewalk or the park should not be an option. And if they refuse to go, there ought to be consequences. 5611, five years ago, that I warned my colleagues, without having teeth to an ordinance, you're going to see, you know, our quality of life be impacted with dangerous encampments from Silmar to San Pedro. Fast forward five years, I was right. When the city attorney, Mike Fuhrer, who happens to be running for mayor, settles uh, the Mitchell case, which allows unlimited amount of personal property in and around the Skid Row zone, I voted no against it because who are you serving when you're allowing people to have unlimited amount of personal property in and around them? Because now you, what we see fast forward where we're at today is trash build out around these encampments that pose typhus threat that spread, uh, hepatitis spread. So because I've differed with my colleagues and the fact that my colleagues don't want to move on consequences, I've actually taken upon myself 
by not only running for mayor, but also leading on a ballot measure that will focus heavily on moving quickly on emergency shelters, putting the homelessness decision-making under the direction of our emergency management department. I've always said, and now my colleagues are who are running for mayor and now are agreeing with me that we need a FEMA-like response, and also abiding by the Boise court ruling that if someone is offered a safer place to go, they got to move. They got to move in, move out, two options, move in to a safer location with services or get out. And if they refuse to get out, then they'll face a consequence. And that could be you know, a ticket or an arrest as a last option, as a last option. Because we've been a city that's been enabling this behavior. You have a mental health crisis that the state and federal government has failed to reform. And if you look at you know, my opponents, they've been in positions of leadership at the state level, at the federal level, to address mental health and drug addiction. And they have failed us. They've been in positions of leadership. They've been in office at the, in the Congress one of my opponents is a Congress member whose you know, main objection is to eradicate poverty. How is it that you know, areas that she served, there's still high rates of poverty, there's still high rates of, of mental health issues and high rates of crime. So that is a pressing need for LA, of course, homelessness. And again, come to my district if you want to see how we address homelessness. And we need to move on that ballot measure. If your, your listeners can go to saferstreets.la, they'll see my bold plan. That's going to move on immediate shelter now using some of the available government properties and hold people, giving folks a choice state if um, so they don't anchor themselves to parks and beaches and sidewalks, knowing that there's other options. And then move on, lastly, on the ballot measure is how uh, treat this as a FEMA-like response and put it in the hands of our operations emergency management department 24-7 operation. And then for me, lastly, um, the most pressing need is crime. I was at a press conference with the mayor and Chief Moore last week, and they indicated we'd have almost 400 homicides last year, the highest number of homicides we've seen in a 15-year period. And, and by the way, 88 of those homicides were folks who were living in encampments. Back to my, my experience as a, as a police officer working the streets of Los Angeles from the valley to the west side, working the various assignments. And of course, here in the harbor area as a senior lead officer, I'm the only one who understands the importance of public safety, who understands the importance of adding more resources to police and fire, not less who also was one of only two no votes that pushed back against defunding LAPD in the city of Los Angeles, and understands the importance that everything hinges on public safety. The core function of local government is public safety, period. If people don't feel safe, they're not going to live here, work here, do business here, and visit here. That's why my plan as mayor is to increase the number of police officers, making sure we have 1,300 total police officers and adding the additional 1,000 officers in neighborhoods, patrolling the streets so people feel, feel safe, reinstating footbeats, reinstating bike patrols, making sure that we give the officers tools needed to do their jobs. And when they do their jobs, back them up and support them. And I'm going to be that mayor that tells my officers that I see you, I support you, I respect you, do your job, do your job right, and I'm going to back you 100%. We have a demoralized police department based on what took place 
with the riots, the calls to defund them, which was very irresponsible. I was taken aback. Our immigrant parents came here with nothing. This is a city that has given so much to us, opportunities for me, my family, my aunts and uncles, my cousins came here with nothing for a better opportunity. So we're going to be here to fix it. And as your mayor, that's my commitment. I just came from Nigeria just a few weeks ago. Wow. Have to see how it is in these third world countries coming here to the United States. Geez, this place is beautiful. Yeah. You know, I've seen such poverty. I, I didn't realize how bad poverty could really, really get. Yeah. And, and the thing is, of course, as it relates to poverty, and it's definitely, uh, how is it that one can afford a $800,000 home in LA? That's, you know, the average price of a home. I think about my kids when they go off to college, I hope they come back and they, they invest in LA and live here. And also at the same time, LA, and now the fact that you have a district attorney who's not prosecuting uh, gang crimes and not, rather I should say, who's not moving on gang enhancements or gun, gun enhancements, it sends a message to the criminal element on the street that, you know, come to LA, uh, do crime, and you won't be held accountable. Pitch a tent, do drugs in open air, and you won't be held accountable. That's not the city that I know and love. And as mayor, I'm going to work with not only stakeholders, businesses, but speak truth of what's happening on the ground and push back and hold people accountable for breaking the law. And actually, when we have ordinances, as mayor, I will be enforcing those ordinances. It's okay to enforce the law because we owe it to everyone. I know that you have real good use of your staff here in the 15th district, and most of them have stayed with you the total time you've been in office. Yeah. Are you planning on using the staff or expanding your staff when you get to become there? Well, thanks for recognizing that, Mike. I have a great team who have been committed to service to our residents and businesses in Council District 15. And I'm, I'm proud of the fact that 95% of them have not left since day one. And because, you know, they, they enjoy what they're doing. They're responsive to community concerns, complaints. And of course, if I'm blessed to serve as mayor of the city, the doors open for my team here if they wish to, to come on board. And I know that, again, as a um, as, as mayor, you, can have, you have an impact. More folks throughout the city of Los Angeles, not only bringing your team along, but also surrounding yourself with a cabinet, per se, of deputy mayors, of general managers who reflect the city, who, who support my vision and, and my mission for the city, a safe and clean city. In fact, um, one team member, Gab Gabriela Medina, who was on your show not too long ago, She's leaving my office on the city side and joining the campaign as the field director. You've heard it first on Harbor Speaks, ladies there and you gentlemen. Go. <laughs> Effective Monday, Gabby will join the campaign team. And if you want to get involved in the campaign, email her, uh, Gabby at joebuscaino.com, J-O-E-B-U-S-C-A-I-N-O.com. How did you get active with her? I mean, how did she? Oh, my goodness. We go way back, Mike. You know, when I was a senior lead officer, it was important for me to work with teenagers in, in the Wilmington, San Pedro, Harbor City, Harbor Gateway communities. As a police officer, I felt that, you know, teenagers weren't given an, a role to problem solve with police officers. In fact, I'll never forget, like during after school at Dana and San Pedro High School, we had issues with trust and confidence between the teens and the LAPD. At the time, they weren't giving me five finger waves. They were not happy with the cops. So I felt that, you know, they should feel comfortable working with police officers. So we started the city's first teen 
advisory panel using teenagers to problem solve because I felt teenagers don't belong in the back of the police car. They actually belong in the front seat, partnering with officers, riding together, addressing quality of life issues. And what we did is I turned to YWCA to bring in teen girls to problem solve with the police officers. And Gabby was, she was the teen director there. And we invited her and her girls to be a part of this effort to use teenagers to work with the police officers. And this teen advisory panel, they call them TAPS now, has gone citywide. We had teen conferences. We uh, a number of public service announcements dealing with curfew uh, education, dealing with you know graffiti abatement, hate crimes. Really proud of that effort. And, we're, and that's where I got to know Gabby. And when I ran for office in 2011, I asked her to come on board. The timing was right. So I said, hey, come on board. Um, well, you, you've been working with her even before you were in office. I imagine you have a lot of staff members like that. I, I mean, I'm, I'm biased, but I mean, from Jenny oh, yeah. Chavez, the chief of staff, Jacob Hake, who knows this district like the back of his hand, um, got a great comms team and, and Brandon Rare and Amy and Jake who, who helped facilitate this, this talk. And yeah, I wanted to talk about the field team, Caitlin and Ashley in the northern part of the district, Fernando, who is, you know, loves the Wilmington community, uh, raised in Wilmington, a proud DACA recipient um, that we're proud to uh, motivate and also encourage him to improve the quality of life of his own town. And, and Ryan Ferguson, San Pedro, also raised here in his own town. You know, it was important for me to, to hire folks who actually know their community. We talk about Fernando, we talk about you uh, and others in Wilmington, Salvador Lara, I mean, the Moreno family, and others who have such a love for the Wilmington community among other locations. And we're seeing that in our parts of the entire council district. And, and what I've, I've learned even more so now that I've spread my wings citywide, I've come across many others uh, in other parts of the city who just want to have a safe and clean city. And that's a city that's equitable, that is welcoming to everyone. Well, Joe, we're running out of time here. So if someone wanted to help you with your campaign, how, how would they contact you? You can go to the website, uh, joebuscano.com, J-O-E-B-U-S-C-A-I-N-O.com. And Gabby Medina, who we all know, is um, now going to be running my field operation. And you can email her at Gabby, G-A-B-Y, at joebuscano.com. You want to um, arrange a coffee, a meet and greet, a fundraiser, please. Um, <laughs> Um, email Gabby and we can um, looking forward to seeing you soon. That sounds great. Thank you very much for being here today, Joe. We hope it's a positive future for you in the city of LA. Thanks so much, Mike, for having me. All right. Thank you. Once again, that's if you want to get a hold of Joe Busciano and work on his campaign, you can reach him at info at joebusciano.com. Thank you for being here today. You have a program or activity or event that you would like to present on Harvest Speaks. Send me an email at Harbor Speaks Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can call me, Mike Carrera, at area code 310-947-5301. Thank you very much, and we hope you'll listen again. And it's love we share, not shabby at all. But the fact is we moving too fast, but the thought passed me when I got lost inside of your eyes. Cliche to say, but too true. Picking up Danny's, you always wanted a dandy man.